0: me on February 11th and uh, it's from Revelation. He said, and he showed me a pure river of the water of life, clear as crystal, proceeding from the throne of God and of the Lamb. Then I heard the Spirit say, come, whoever desires, let him take the water of life freely. And then I heard Holy Spirit say, Jesus is sitting on the throne water of life represents blessings of the lord blessings are pouring out from the throne room like a mighty river and to those who are walking uprightly he is not withholding to those who are not repent and come dive right into the river he's not going to withhold
1: strongholds down.
2: my spirit i heard these words are you ready are you ready and i believe the spirit of grace is asking harvest church today are you ready for a move of my spirit not ready for tomorrow but are you ready this day what is your mindset what is your attitude is your heart full of compassion for the lost for the sick and for the needy just as my son was moved with compassion and he reached out and he touched those that were diseased in their body and they were healed. Are you prepared and ready to do that? Time to ask yourself, are you ready to sow your time and your energy and your finances and your gifts into a lost and dying world? Are you ready to take self off the throne and exalt my son Jesus? For it is my will, not just for revival in a certain locality, but my revival spirit all over the world, all over the nation, But are you ready? Are you hungry for it? Are you crying out for it? Are you preparing your heart for it? That is what the Spirit of Grace is asking you this day. So time for reflection. Time for consecration. Time for dedication. Prepare yourself for that which is to come. But begin with that which is within and keep your eyes above. And seek first my kingdom every day. And cry out, Lord, not my will but your way. Your will be done. So, reflect on that this week and ask yourself, am I ready? Do that search within your heart because I'm a God that'll give you a brand new start. So forget those things that are behind the problems, the distractions, the enemy would try to sow in your life. And be resolute and determined. I will not enter in to doubt or strife, but I determined to press in for that which my God has for me and my family and my church. And don't forget to do a diligent search within your heart. And know that you're loved. And know that the thoughts and the plans that I have for you are thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future, a hope, and expected end. For the days for my remnant will not be dark, they will be bright. Because they serve me, a God of light. So keep your eyes on me. Set your affections on me, day after day. Don't allow the enemy's fiery darts to penetrate your shield of faith. Keep your nose in my book. And declare and decree a thing. And it will be established for you. And my light will shine upon your pathway. So be encouraged this day. And know in your heart what you're going to say. I am ready for all that my God has for me. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Father, for the spirit of prophecy that brings edification, exhortation, and comfort to your people. Oh, Holy Spirit, bring to remembrance those three words. Every hour of every day this new week, are you ready? And God's people said, I'm ready. Amen, amen, amen.
0: you may be seated In John 10:10 10, 10, it says I have come this is Jesus speaking that you might have life and that you might have more more abundantly That's God's desire for you and for me and for the world and We have to recognize that he always is looking out for our welfare. He wants us blessed. And as we receive this morning's tithes and offerings, your envelopes are behind the seat if you need one, just realize that God wants to bless us abundantly above all that we can ask or think. And all that it requires of us is to be obedient and to be in position to receive what he has for us. So ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings. While they're doing that, I'm going to just give you a couple quick announcements. Tuesday, six p m. is Patriots. Wednesday, seven p m. midweek service, Watch for the weather and weather announcements on that one. Uh, Sunday, March fifth from twelve to four, is our biblical citizenship class. If you're interested in that, sign up before you leave, but we would like to have your email address. Um, there will be a, a free will offering on that because there's workbooks included. And we will have something for lunch figured out by then. On July 23rd, Mike Keys will be here. And on August 26th is Jesus Day. We want you to make sure you have that on your calendars. Ushers, you may go ahead and receive this morning's tithes and offerings.
2: All God's people said, Amen, Amen, Amen. I can't remember, you're going to have to help me today, I can't remember the name of the uh, location that the children of Israel, their first campsite on the other side of the Jordan River. Thank you. I just, I, I needed that. I needed that. This number six. The purpose of this series is to discover the significance of Israel's Gilgal experience and the prophetic parallels that apply to the church today. As I study this and go through this and read Joshua, I see the church, the remnant church. The themes associated with Israel's Gilgal experience are the importance of strong leadership. You know, revival needs leaders. Revival needs leaders. We also also talked about personal responsibility last time. Covenant, consecration, authority, obedience, a unified military courage and conquest, all these are themes and subjects that need to be addressed. We said the children of Israel experienced change after they crossed the Jordan River and entered into the promised land and I got I got Abe said something that just really this morning you, you hear things and you say these things but today when he said it to me it just went off in my spirit. How many of you are going through changes right now? Let me see your hands. I don't like weak hands. I like, if I say raise your hand, raise your hand. Going through change? That's what he said. and I knew this, but it just sounded right today. You can't have the baby until you go through transition. Ever have a baby? No, Rich. I, Rich is shaking his head no. And you know, Rich, we, we do not want to have a baby. But you can't have the baby without change. So we can't have revival here at Harvest Church till we get our poop in a group. Bottom line, he said poop. we're going to have to realize we've got to make some some changes. If we want revival, we want to minister to people effectively. I mean, I, I'm all for revival, and I think that's, it's a God thing, what's going on. But like, um, I don't know who Mario said, a lot of these people are just going there to observe. I want to take it home. So, I mean, yes, watch the clips and all this, but don't sit there and think, oh, that's wonderful. Why can't it happen? Well, aren't you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? If you don't have an attitude of, I'm getting ready, then ain't going to come your way. Amen? Children of Israel experienced change after they crossed the Jordan River and entered into the Promised Land. They were now responsible. Did we talk about that? Yeah. For preparing provisions for themselves. No more manna. They had to gather food for themselves. And become an organized military force. Today God's remnant church is no different. We must grow up. Say, I must grow up. And we must take our spiritual responsibility seriously. You and I are responsible for our character. And how we build upon the foundation of Jesus Christ bottom line here's today's spiritual truth i don't know if that's on your notes or not i think it is god's people are called to be consecrated and separate from the world god's people are called to be consecrated and separate from the world he expects wholehearted devotion not a quarter of your heart half of your heart three quarters of your heart he wants all of it All of your heart. Only then will the church be victorious over the enemy. Only then will the church display his glory. Amen? And I want his manifested glory. Do you? Amen. Now, let's go on. Gilgal was a place of consecration and circumcision of heart. Look in Joshua chapter 4. Joshua chapter 4. Gilgal was a place of consecration and circumcision of heart. I'm going to begin reading in Joshua 4 and verse 19 and go and read through part of 5, chapter 5. Because this this goes into this subject of consecration and circumcision. It says in verse 19, Now the people came up from the Jordan on the tenth day of the first month, and they camped at Gilgal on the east border of Jericho. And those twelve stones which they took out of the Jordan, Joshua set up at Gilgal. Then he spoke to the children of Israel, saying, When your children ask their fathers in time to come, saying, What are these stones? Then you shall let your children know, saying, Israel crossed over this Jordan on dry land. For the Lord your God dried up the waters of the Jordan before you until you'd crossed over, as the Lord your God did to the Red Sea, which he dried up before us until we had crossed over. Now look at verse 24. That all the peoples of the earth, may know the hand of the Lord. That it is what? Mighty that you may fear the Lord your God forever. Everything that we're going through right now as a remnant church is setting God up to reveal and display His glory. Just like Pharaoh in Egypt. Amen? He was created for God to display His glory and power. So it was, chapter 5, verse 1, when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan, all the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea, heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel until we had crossed over. Now look at this. Their heart, what? Melted. Their heart melted. Or their courage failed. And there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel. You're going to see in the days ahead that the world itself and our enemy, their courage is going to fail. Their hearts are going to melt. Because they're going to see the hand of God upon His people. At that time, the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives." Man, I know this isn't something we want to read, but we've got to. At that time the Lord said to Joshua, Make flint knives for yourself, and circumcise the sons of Israel again the second time. So Joshua made flint knives for himself, circumcised the sons of Israel at the hill of the foreskins. And this is the reason, now listen, why Joshua circumcised them. We're talking today about consecration. Spiritual circumcision of the heart. All the people who came out of Egypt who were males, all the men of war had died in the wilderness on the way after they came out of Egypt. Why did they die? Disobedience. Thank you. For all the people who came out had been circumcised, but all the people born in the wilderness on the way as they came out of Egypt had not been circumcised, so there was a new generation. Just like there's a new generation now. Nothing made my heart more proud than have my son stand here. He's he's very much like his dad. He's very intense. And sometimes that's not good. That's why he needs to hang around his mama sometimes. Mellow him out. I'm not really that intense anymore, am I? For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed (laughs) because they did not obey the voice of the Lord to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land which the Lord had sworn to their fathers that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Then Joshua circumcised their sons whom he'd raised up in their place. God always has someone to raise up When someone drops the ball and disobeys, that's my God. He doesn't sit up in heaven wondering, what am I going to do now? That's not our God. For they were uncircumcised because they'd not been circumcised on the way. So it was when they'd finished circumcising all the people that they stayed in their places in the camp till they were healed. You know, Gilgal was a time of healing and rest too. Then the Lord said to Joshua, This day I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Remember, Gilgal is will or a rolling away. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal or a rolling to this day. Now, let me read to you from my Bible, if I can find it here, in uh, Genesis 17. You don't need to turn there. On the purpose of circumcision. Now, That's something in the natural, but it applies to something more important in the heart. The circumcision of the heart. And it's entitled, The Blood. The act of circumcision was required as a sign of the covenant previously established with Abraham. This was not a new covenant, but an, an external sign that Abraham and his descendants were to execute to show that they were God's covenant people. Are we God's covenant people? The fact that this was performed upon the male reproductive organ had at least a twofold significance. Number one, the cutting away of the foreskin spoke of the cutting away of fleshly dependence. That applies to us today. Is there some flesh in some of us? Some sinful attitudes in some of us? Some, a selfish nature in some of us? So that had to be cut away. It says, number two, their hope for the future posterity and prosperity was not to rest upon their own ability. In the days ahead, folks, I am not, I don't have the natural ability or gifts to, to conduct a revival. I, if revival like that, that takes God. And I noticed what that, that pres, president of Asbury said. He said, we're called to steward the revival. So I'm called to just help steward the revival. I like what when Mike Micah said. He said, you know, it doesn't have to get weird. You know, there was a devil manifested. Did you see? Did you see that clip? A devil manifested, and there was a shriek, and I hair on my arms. That's when you know it's the devil. You know, <laughs> and that person was delivered. Their hope for the future posterity and prosperity was not to rest upon their own ability. Circumcision was a statement that confidence was being placed in the promise of God and his faithfulness rather than their own flesh. I told the the worship team today and I was I was in my mode. Abe knows me. I get into my mode. I just said quite frankly, I'm not going to have a I don't want a revival. It's manufactured. Full of emotionalism. Weird stuff. Now, you're going to have stuff happen in revival. But a lot of stuff that happens in revival usually ends up, if, you're not, if you don't have strong leadership, it'll end up in the flesh. It'll get weird. And you're not going to win people to Christ by being weird. You're going to repel people. I'm all for the gifts of the Spirit. I'm all for tongues and interpretation of tongues, prophecy, healing, all that. But it's going to be a learning process in the days ahead. Will we miss it? Yeah, we'll probably miss it in some things. But if we if we prepare this mindset, are are we ready? Are we ready? Are we ready? In all reality, circumcision was an outward sign that would reveal an inward heart change. Now, that sounds like an ordinance in the New Testament. What do we do when a person's born again? Immediately. It should be done immediately. What happens? What should be done? What? You're mumbling. Blah, 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 blah. What do you do? If a person gets born again, what's the next thing that should happen for that new believer? Get filled with the Spirit. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, but I'm looking for something else. Thank you. Ding, ding, ding. Heckert, give her $100. She won. I'm just teasing. Doesn't that sound like water baptism? You go down under. That old flesh, that stinking flesh, sinful flesh, goes down under. You're a new creature in Christ. You come out clean. Amen. Amen. For 40 years of wandering in the wilderness, Israel quit the practice because of circumcision, because of apathy and disobedience to the law. What's happened to the church the last few years? Apathy indifference discouragement caught up in self this outward sign of circumcision was useless without a circumcision of the heart folks it all comes down to your heart Israel been corrupted with the idolatry of Egypt which represents the world does that sound like the church today and now they had to repent and be entirely devoted to God if they were going to be successful in taking the land and and walking in their new inheritance. Israel's circumcision now cut all ties they had to Egyptian slavery. Their bondage was completely removed, rolled away, Gilgal. They were no longer a nation of slaves, but now they were warriors and possessors of their inheritance. Romans 6, verse 6 says, Our old man was crucified with him that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves of sin. See, in the days ahead, it's going to take a remnant church that, that no longer has and possesses a sin consciousness. In other words, you just all you think about is your sin. What's wrong with you? You have to know you're the righteousness of God in Christ. You're a new creature in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. You have authority in Christ Jesus. And you've got to walk in that. But if you just have this attitude, I'm just an old sinner, no, you're not. You're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. You, you have to know who you are, and it's going to take, in revival, it takes leadership that knows who they are, knows their gifts, and then functions in their gifts. Why was this order for circumcision given now here? In Joshua 5, number one, covenant the covenant was renewed again. Number two, this was the second cir- circumcision. Israel had been safely delivered into their inheritance just as God had promised. Didn't God promise Abraham, Moses, the elders? Did he not promise that they, he'd give them? An, well, did he? Did he live up to his word? God cannot lie. Amen. It was now the time, and this is where the church at is at right now, it was a fresh start. It was time to start over. That's where the remnant church is right now. We're starting over. We're starting over. Yeah, we've missed it. We've made mistakes. But God is a God of second chances. He's a God that gives us a fresh start. Now listen. I'm not probably going to get through all this, so just relax. Relax. This renewed covenant with God, number three, would prepare Israel for the difficulties ahead. Why do we need to consecrate and dedicate? Why do we need that spiritual circumcision of heart, making sure we are wholeheartedly serving God? Because God has something for us to do in the days ahead. And there are going to be battles. Are we not? I just saw that woman's picture in the newspaper this morning. Yeah. Yeah. You were at the school board meeting, standing up. You didn't know that? No, it was you. Thrilled my heart. Thrilled my heart. Standing up there at the school board meeting, talking about a certain bill. Amen? Amen? There's difficulties ahead. There's going to be battles ahead, but we don't need to be afraid. He's already won the ultimate battle. Jesus already accomplished that. We're just the cleanup crew. Amen. Then number four, Israel then as well as the church today must understand this important truth, that future victories will be the result of consecration and the condition of our heart. The second circumcision on Israel's next generation also points to the future spiritual circumcision, Jesus Christ, who would become the true circumciser of the heart. Now, I'll close with just a couple scriptures. Why is consecration and the condition of our heart so important? I alluded to this already, but listen, we need to do that. We need to consecrate, dedicate, make sure our heart's right, so God will deal with our enemies. God will deal with our enemies. I don't think the church overall is right with God yet. Do you? I don't. I think there's a remnant of people that are really catching on now, but I I think a lot of the church doesn't have a clue But that this, this revival fire that's starting will help. Amen? Let me read to you from Genesis chapter 35. And uh, let me start with verse 1. This is Jacob. you remember when, uh, do you all remember who Jacob was? I don't have to need to go into the whole thing about him. But this is what God said to Jacob. Arise, go up to Bethel, and dwell there, and make an altar there to God, who appeared to you when you fled from the face of Esau your brother. And Jacob said to his household and to all who were with him, Put away the foreign gods that are among you purify yourselves, change your garments. Does that kind of sound like what we're preaching about today? Then let us arise, go up to Bethel, and I'll make an you, I will make an altar there to God who answered me in the day of my distress and has been with me in the way which I've gone. So they gave Jacob all the foreign gods which were in their hands and the earrings which were in their ears. And Jacob hid them under the terebinth tree which was by Shechem. Now, verse, verse, listen to this. I love this. Verse 5. And they journeyed, and the terror of God, the terror of God was upon the cities that were all around them, and they did not pursue the sons of Jacob. Wow. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Now look at Exodus 23. Exodus 23 and verse 20. I want you to see why it's so important to get your heart right, because you know, if God before us, who can be against us? But if we're in sin and we're in the flesh continually, God can't work with us. And if, you, if you've decided to stay there, that's all right. God will raise up somebody else take your place. That's right. Exodus 23, verse 20. It says, Behold, I send an angel before you, To keep you in the way and to bring you into the place which I have prepared, beware of him and obey his voice. Do not provoke him, for he'll not pardon your transgressions, for my name is in him. But if you indeed obey his voice, do what? Obey his voice, do all that I speak, then I will be an enemy to your enemies. Why should we be? Yes, I get upset with what's going on in Washington, D.C., and in the White House, and in the Congress. Amen? All these government agencies. Boy, if I lived in was East Palestine. Whew, wouldn't that be tough? After, after they destroyed their community. He says, I'll be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. That's good. Look at um, Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse 1. And you know this. This is the blessings on obedience. If you have Dr. Hagen's healing tape, this is how he ends his his uh, his book and then also his his tape or CD. So on the blessings of obedience. In verse 1 it says, Now it come, shall come to pass if you diligently obey, diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God to observe carefully, all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Now, I'm not going to read the Jump down to verse 7. The Lord will cause your enemies who rise against you to be... Defeat it before your face, they shall come out against you one way and flee before you seven ways now let's let's end in the book of Joshua. go to Joshua again go to Joshua chapter two we're talking about consecration and circumcision of the heart, and we're ending this and trying to help you understand why it's so important, so God can fight battle for you and defeat the enemy look at Joshua 2 look at verse 8 Joshua 2 verse 8 this is the story of Rahab hides the spies but look at verse 8 now before they lay down the spies she came up to them on the roof and said to the men, now listen I know that the Lord has given you the land that the what terror of you has fallen on us, and all the inhabitants of the land are. Faint-hearted because of you. For we've heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea for when you came out of Egypt. And what you did to the two kings of the Amorites who were on the other side of the Jordan, Sion and Og, which you utterly destroyed. And as soon as we heard these things, our hearts melted. Neither did there remain any more courage in anyone because of you. For the Lord your God, He is God in heaven above and on earth beneath. That's, that's our God. And so you need to understand if, if we will continue to seek God and cry out to God and hunger and thirst for Him and, and get, in his, get in the Bible and stay in fellowship with Him and worship Him and cry out to Him, God is going to move on behalf of His people. You need to have that same attitude that God will move for your family. If you're a tither, and you're in the Word, and you love God, then your seed is blessed. Quit calling them squirrelly. Say, my seed, they're blessed. Even though they might not be acting right, they're blessed. The seed of a righteous man and woman is blessed. They're going to have a reckoning with God. Look at... Um, look at one more chapter 5 was when all the kings of the Amorites who were on the west side of the Jordan the kings of the Canaanites who were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of the Jordan from before the children of Israel we had crossed over that their heart melted there was no spirit in them any longer because of the children of Israel so Don't get so discouraged, folks. During this last political thing, I got a little upset. Zach knows I got a little upset. But I want you to know, God is for us. God can deal with all these idiots in Norfolk. God can deal with all the idiots. Now, they're not all idiots, Steve. Steve down in the state capitol, but there's some. There's plenty in the White House. There's plenty in Congress. They don't have a clue. Let's just do what God's called us to do. He'll fight our fight. He'll defeat our enemy. He'll defeat your enemy. Amen? He will. So today, let's stand up. And let's pray a prayer consecration. We don't have to work ourselves up up to a lather. (laughs) It just needs to come sincerely from our heart. Father, today, as a people at Harvest Church, we're so grateful and thankful, Lord, for what you're doing in Asbury and other colleges. But I remind you of your word that states you're no respecter of persons. What you can do there, you can do here. We're not perfect, but Lord, we've been cleansed by the blood of your Son, Jesus, and we're the righteousness of God in Christ, and our prayers are effectual. So we come boldly today before your throne of grace, Father God. And we thank you for that same spirit of revival in this place in this community, in northeast Nebraska, in the state of Nebraska. And so, Lord, that's what we desire. So we, Lord, consecrate and dedicate our hearts. I don't know your individual heart. You do and God does. God knows your heart better than you do. But just go to Him with a repentant heart, a sincere heart, and say, Father, Whatever there is in my life right now, whatever fleshly trait I have that's taking precedence over the things of the Spirit of God in Your Word, I want them removed. Create within me a clean heart. I want to serve You with wholehearted devotion in the days ahead. I prepare. I make myself ready, Lord. I start with my own heart, not my mates, not my neighbor, not my kids, not my employer. I begin with my heart. Search my heart is what David said. So search our hearts individually. And Lord, position this church in the days ahead to experience all that you have for us. We thank you, Father, for your goodness and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. I want Laura to come. You can come up here. You'll be all right. Nobody sit. Laura and Mama Thovenberg. This is Bobby's mama. Uh, Bobby was sentenced Friday to uh, probably about five months down in Lincoln or Omaha. And all we can do is, like I said, seat of a righteous man and woman is blessed. So we're going to pray and believe God for him. I've already prayed for him. Amen. But we're just going to be in agreement for for the family. I love the guy. Amen. I'd take a church of Bobby's. It'd be kind of hard. (laughs) Challenging. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you today for Bobby. Right now, this very moment, Lord, we loose the spirit of grace and the anointing of God to come upon him. We take authority over the spirit of discouragement, and, Lord, we lose the spirit of courage. Lord, bring the right people into His pathway. Bring believers into His pathway, Lord God, and protect Him. And we say no weapon formed against Him shall prosper. Lord, deal with Him as You're dealing with all of us to consecrate and dedicate our hearts wholly to You. We thank You, Lord, for Your goodness and mercy and favor upon Him. This day and every day, in Jesus' name, amen, 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 amen. Anyone here today, you need prayer for your physical body? Prayer for your physical body? Your cousin. What's going on with him? His cousin Aaron's 49. Just speak up so they can hear you. He's got kidney and liver failure. brother, my cousin Scott, is Scott his
1: brother, Good.
2: He's got... Father, in the name of Jesus, Aaron, Katie, Scott, this entire family, Lord God, we thank you for his salvation, he's come to Christ, but Lord, we pray and believe the hearts of every unsaved member will be softened, open, and receptive to the gospel. We thank you, Lord, for your mercy for him and this family. Now in this hour, we loose your supernatural peace upon them in the name of of jesus lord you are a miracle working god we thank you the greatest miracle is our new birth and coming to know jesus personally but lord god i thank you for labors to cross his path even this day and minister healing love and compassion to him in the name of jesus amen amen ear is that why you're here ear okay both of them Father, in the name of Jesus, we curse any ear, infection, or virus. In the name of Jesus, we loose healing upon Tom. We thank you, Lord God, for your mercy that's new today for him and every day. In the name of Jesus, amen. Now, don't talk about it anymore. Just say, thank you, Lord, I've received. Amen. There's always going to be somebody say, how are you? huh oh, I got an earache or... Just say, I'm healed. Yeah, that yeah, You got it. Yeah. 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 Yeah, just ignore them. Yeah. Yeah, there's a few characters over there, too. Yes. Everything. I'm proud of you, and the Father's proud of you. A lot for you to do in the days ahead, and the enemy's just going to come and try to distract you and get your mind on something else. That's just what's going on with my son Micah right there. It's it's just the dumb devil. And you know, usually the ones that experience this, what's what would be a good a good word, um, the distraction and the oh, I can't think of the word I'm trying to come up with. It's just because you harassment. Thank you. It's because. God's got something big for you. (laughs) Amen? So soldier up. I've had to do it, (laughs) and you will. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you. I take authority over anything the enemy would sow in his life to try to bring discouragement or distraction. I bind all harassing spirits in the name of Jesus. I command you to cease and desist in your maneuvers against him. Thank you, Lord, for your supernatural peace to guard his heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I lose strength, healing, wisdom, and direction in the name of Jesus. Amen, 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 amen. Anything else? Okay, well, I'll leave you with this. Three words. Yeah, and you said... Amen. God bless you. Thank you.